Welcome back to Sunday Golds, a Florida State baseball podcast. Uh, recording here on Thursday afternoon um, before Florida State's weekend series against Western Carolina. Uh, Florida State moved to 3-0 and earlier this week with, with a 7-4 win at Jacksonville on Tuesday night. A good win. Um, close game. It ended up being, obviously, JU tied it up in the sixth inning, but FSU able to put up three runs in the ninth inning and um, to capture their third straight win to open the season and, and hand Jacksonville their first loss of the season. Um, we'll recap that game, some of my thoughts from that game, and just overall thoughts from the, the first three games so far. Uh, obviously recorded earlier this week to talk about the weekend series, um, but you know, talked to Link Jar- Jarrett. Uh, he had media uh, availability earlier earlier today, or he talked a bit about his thoughts for the first three games and talked about potential arms that will be available or not available this this upcoming weekend. So uh, I'm just going to talk about the Jacksonville game and then get into a little bit of a preview for the weekend series coming up here um, on this podcast. Aria is um, Aria is preparing to call this weekend's games. He'll be on the call for all three, I believe, on ACC Network Extra. Uh, and I think he also has basketball during the, the following week. So um, he's going to be back on the podcast on, on Monday. Uh, he'll talk about his thoughts about this upcoming weekend's games. I don't think he's been able to really get his eyes on on the games so uh, too much so far just because of that stuff he's got going on with basketball. So um, once he's able to watch the team play this weekend and then call those games, uh, hop him back on here, and, and he'll probably be more locked in on baseball moving forward with basketball seasons kind of winding down a little bit um, here soon. So, yeah, um, JU game, I made the trip over there. Um it's a good win. Like I said, it's on the podcast earlier this week. It's it's never easy to win at Jacksonville um, at John Sessions Stadium. It was chilly over there the other night. Um, obviously, the, the water that's that's near the stadium adds a little bit of a, a breeze there, and it, it gets pretty cold, and it was pretty cold there by the end of the game. Um, had to throw on a, a pretty big jacket once I went outside from the press box. But, um, yeah, 3-0 to begin the year with a 7-4 win. Uh, Florida State had to put up three runs in the ninth inning after JU tied it four to four in the sixth. Connor Whitaker made an extended start for Florida State. Um, Link before the game talking to Lulu, he had said that you know they kind of wanted to have Wit in a normal environment for what he's trained to do, and that's to start. And they didn't really want to use him as an opener and, and then bring him back later in the week and use him twice in a week this early in the year when he's when he's trained to be a starter and trained to go long into games. So um, pretty good start from Witt. Um, was really clean through the first five innings, um, 5.1 innings, three hits, three runs, two earned, two walks, six Ks, uh, faced 21 batters, 77 pitches. So pretty efficient, was pretty, pretty much in the strike zone for the most part. Both his walks came late in the outing. Um, slider, I thought looked pretty decent through, through a good, a couple of good changeups in there as well. Uh, fastball down in the zone, good command of the fastball, kept the ball on the ground a lot, picked up eight ground outs compared to just two fly outs. So keeping the ball on the ground and inducing weak, weak contact like he does usually. And, um, I thought, I thought Alex Lodice had a really good game defensively behind wit. Um, Cam made one pretty good play early as well, but Lodice had, I think three straight opportunities at one point that were all decent plays and then you know there in the sixth inning after Dorsey had came in he made the dive and stop up the middle and threw the go-ahead run around at at home plate to keep the game tied at four um going into the seventh inning so um 
you know, I, when Witt's on the mound, you got to be solid on the infield defensively because he is going to generate those ground balls. And um, when you play good defense behind him and on the infield, Witt's going to usually have a, a pretty good day. And I thought it was a good first day out for him. Um, J.U. was missing a couple of bats from their lineup. I think Tyrell Brewer, who is form, former Florida State player, I think he was unavailable as well as um, to, uh, Blake Delamalier. Uh, I think he was also unavailable for them, but um, still a pretty good Jacksonville team. And they started their their Sunday starter as well, Richard Long, but he only went two innings. Uh, and then they went to Blake Barquin, who is, I think he's a third-year guy at JU, who shut FSU down a couple years ago when they were there at JU. He he had a really big outing against them. And so it's someone that has former success against Florida State. And then um, a decent freshman in Isaac Williams and a preseason All-American closer in Chris Lotito that FSU did damage on at the end of the game. So um, like Link said after the game, that's a decent JU team. It's a good team. They have some depth to them um, and they're scrappy. They make you they make you pay for your mistakes. I thought FSU made a mistake or two there in, in the sixth inning. Um, there was a throw in from the outfield that was kind of just aimless and allowed a runner to take an extra base um, and just... Like I've said in the past, FCU needs to do a better job of of doing the the small things defensively better. And it's, um, you know, Link talks about that a lot, doing the stuff when it's off script, the small things that that come up, um, whether that's, you know, cutoffs, relays, where you are, where you are and you're positionally wise. And um, that's just stuff that still needs to get ironed down, I think, and stuff that will show up here in close games like it did against JU when they tied the game up in the six, but Lodice making that play up the middle kind of really helped them settle it down um, and, and get to the seventh, eighth, ninth with the tie ball game. And once Dorsey got settled in there, just missed bats like I kind of expect him to, even more even more so than than I expect. I mean, 10 strikeouts and 3.2 innings, that's as good as it gets. The only out that, that, he, re, that he recorded that, that wasn't a strikeout was the play by Lodice up the middle where he threw the guy out at home plate. Um, every single other out, I mean, he had no crown downs and no fly outs and an outing at 3.2 innings. So um, that's pretty crazy. But um, Dorsey, 3.2 innings, two hits, three walks, 10 Ks, one earned run. Um, the fastball, as usual, like it, 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 that's what it does. It misses bats. He can attack guys with it to go right at guys. And I mean, he can signal the fastball to hitters and, and they still won't be able to touch it. But I thought the good sign with Dorsey was was the changeup. Like it, I thought it looked like it was back in play with with some good action to it and good depth in the changeup that got some swings and misses from the right-handed hitters. And the slider was still working to left-handed hitters. So when he's got two two off-speed pitches that that are showing plus at times to go along with the fastball, like it just makes hitters think about even more. And they can't just they can't just sit on the fastball. They got to think about other stuff and. Um, when Dorsey's putting other stuff in play with that fastball, he's going to be really, really hard to hit. I mean, as long as he's in the zone and consistent, um, this is what he's going to do. And I think that's what they expect him to do. I think they expect him to be a shutdown type bullpen arm. And he's made a good transition so far to that role um, after being a starter at Gulf Coast State in, in the JUCO ranks. Um, uh, Dorsey talked to him a bit after the game. He talked about working with Posey and, and how that's been. And just having kind of that bulldog mentality that we've seen on a lot of these pitchers so far. Um, I think he has 15 strikeouts now in the season, which which probably overtook Cam Leiter for for the nation lead. So um, this this pitching staff keeps racking up strikeouts, and it's it's kind of what I expect them to do with 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 the stuff they have and and, 
and Micah Posey's ability to put them in position to, to, to miss bats. And that's something that he did at Dallas Baptist with a top 15K per nine last year there. Um, 52K so far for FSU in 27 innings. That's just, that's an absurd number. Um, 158 batting average against as well. Um, just only thing there is the 17 walks in, in 27 innings. Um, but outside of that, no no complaints about what the pitching staff has, has done so far through three games. And, um, you know, that's what, that's just what stuff does for you. When you miss bats and the ball's not in, in play as much, you're going to limit runs. So, um, yeah, it's a really good start for Dorsey. And I thought it was a, a good first outing for, for Whitaker as well. And I thought his execution was at a high level as usual. And that's it's just what he always does. He's always sharp and um, not many worries when when Connor's on the mound. Offensively, really good day for Cam Smith. Three for five, three runs scored. He started the rally in, in, in the ninth inning with a two-out double, I mean a one-out double to the backside. Um, I think all three of his hits were to the opposite field. Uh, the double that came in the ninth was a really good swing. Ball down in the zone that he just he rockets the other way. Um, saw a lot of emotion out of Cam on the double and also when he scored the go-ahead run and in the dugout. Um, there's there's an extra level of intensity to Cam this year, and I think that comes with just experience and being a year older and having a year under your belt and kind of need, needing him to be someone to step up. And, and, and I know he's only a sophomore, but... Um, I think this is a year where Cam will kind of take on a little bit more of a leadership role. Um, him and Diamas, Diamas had another good game, another leadoff single, three games, three leadoff singles. He scored two runs, also drew a walk. Um, Jaime Ferrer, I think Jaime was a little not feeling so well. Um, a couple of the guys weren't feeling so hot before the game, but he gutted it out. First two at bats weren't great, but his second next two at bats were really good. And his last at bat was the probably the most crucial one of the game. Um, singled up the middle to the drive-in cam, the go-ahead run. Another run comes in on a on a on a wild pitch, and then um, Din just comes in and pinch hit, good good swing, puts the ball out, puts the bat on the ball, and, and puts it deep enough in the outfield to score a third run, an insurance run on a sacrifice fly. So it's just a it's a good win. It's a Good job to stay poised and, and, and stay within yourself once JU come, came back. Um, you know, we've seen this game a lot of times in the last few years where it can kind of just randomly get away from you after you thought you had control of the baseball game. But, um, you know, they, they once it got tied, they kind of kicked it back in gear a little bit. Dorsey locked it down, and then the offense came through in the ninth inning. So um, I think you just got to be really pleased with, with that effort to go there and get the win. And, and, and drive back across I-10 with, with three wins in, in hand and, and, and no losses on your record yet. So um, have a chance to start the season 6-0 and this upcoming weekend, which would be just good vibes after last season, you know, just a good way to start it off. But you still got to take care of business. Um, this upcoming weekend, Western Carolina will come into Florida State. Uh, I think Link is familiar with Western Carolina from his days coaching at UNC Greensboro. Greensboro in, in the Southern Conference. Uh, Western Carolina la- last year was was 21 and 33, 8 and 12 in the Southern Conference. They had an RPI of 201 out of 305 teams in the country. Um, they, they, they're coached by second year head coach Alan Beck. Um, I believe he was um, an assistant coach at, at Georgia Southern for a while as well at, as well as at Western Carolina before Georgia Southern. Um, but like I said, this is his second year as as the program's head coach. So same as Link. Um, so far this year, 
Western Carolina is three and one. They opened the season with with a with a sweep of of Iona, who was thirteen and thirty eight last year. Um, they beat Iona on opening day eight to five, then sixteen to three, and then eight to four on Sunday. So, pretty stress free opening weekend sweep for Western Carolina, but. Um, they turned around and, and dropped a midweek game to USC Upstate by a score of 16 to 9. So, um, and USC Upstate was, I think, a top 100 team in RPI last year. Um, but Western Carolina 3 and 1 coming into this weekend. This weekend's game times Friday, 5 o'clock, Saturday, 2 o'clock, Sunday, 1 o'clock. Like I said earlier, all three of those games are on ACCNX. Um, Aria will be on the call as the play by play. I believe Chris Chavez will be on the call for him. Um, like I said, Link talked to the media earlier today. He had a few notes on, on pitcher availability for this weekend. Um, Gavin Adams is, is, he said he's undergoing treatment, um, and won't be, won't be available this weekend. I think I, I mentioned on, on the Knowles 247 board that Adams did not travel to Jacksonville. Um, and I also didn't believe that he was available on Sunday of, of opening weekend. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but, don't feel too optimistic about that situation currently. Um, Andrew Armstrong is throwing live today on Thursday. Um, he threw a bullpen on Friday this past week, uh, but I think this is his first time facing live hitters um, as he's come working his way back from the oblique deal that he's he's struggled with since fall. Um, Link mentioned they're hopeful to get him back and available this weekend. Probably would be on Sunday, if that were the case, if you were able to get him back in the mix, if things go well today in his live session. Um, it sounded like Connor Whitaker and, and Dorsey both won't be available this weekend. He said probably won't throw them after the workload that they got on Tuesday. Um, I think I think Dorsey threw 69 pitches and, and 77 pitches for Whitaker. Um, you know, maybe you, you are able to turn Dorsey back around on, on Sunday, but he also threw on Friday. Um, and I don't think, like Link said, that he doesn't really want to throw Whitaker twice on the week. So um, he probably will be without those guys this weekend. I don't know exactly how you end up getting Whitaker back on schedule for the weekends, but for right now, I think with the midweek competition they have, that it, it, they think it, I think it makes sense for them to keep him on a midweek, I guess, and, and keep him on schedule and um, let him face, I think USF is, is the upcoming midweek. Midweek after that, I believe, is Florida. Um, so we'll see if that's how they decide to just keep him there and, and, and let him face some of the better competition you face because these midweek games that are in the season probably are better teams than, than you're facing on, on the weekend for the most part. Um, so we'll see how that evolves over the next few weeks with, with Wit and, and, and how you get him back on track for the weekend or or potentially keep him on the midweek for now um but Dorsey like I, I think this is going to be his role for most of the year is, is be a shutdown guy when they need it and be a shutdown extended guy because he can do it he was built up to start he started at um Gulf Coast State as I said for two years so he's used to kind of this workload and, and um he's getting used to that high those high leverage situations and he handled it well and I thought it was good to see some intensity come out of him at JU that I don't really think I've ever seen Anna Carson before. Like he's a pretty quiet kid that that doesn't show too much emotion out there. But we saw a lot of emotion out of him when that game ended against JU, which I mean you would expect when you strike out 10, 10 guys in a in a three inning outing. So um, I think the big thing this weekend will be young arms stepping up. I think they'll try to get guys like Saucer, Rowan, and Lauk back in the mix after they were in the mix last week. 
Um, so we'll see how those guys handle handle their second opportunities on the mound. Um, but yeah, uh, Friday night starter for for um, James Madison last week was was Cannon Pickle. Uh, Saturday was Spencer Hamblin, and and Sunday was was Kyle Reiselman. Um, Pickle, the Friday night starter, he didn't see any action last year. Uh, he really struggled with command on opening weekend. He walked seven batters in 2.2 innings, also gave up four hits and, and four earned runs. Uh, so don't know for sure if he's going to stay on on Friday for them. Um, I haven't gotten probables yet for this upcoming weekend, but Pickle, Pickle did start last weekend on Friday. Uh, he's a transfer formerly from a Juco College, uh, Pitt Community College, uh, after starting his career at, at North Carolina. So uh, third stop for him. Did not see game action, like I said, last year. Um, in his time at, at the Juco College in Pittsburgh, he had a he recorded 97 strikeouts and 58 innings in 2022 with a 2.15 ERA. So um, probably a good bit of stuff there. Um, he pitched in the MLB Draft League that summer as well. Um, so I would think there's stuff there, but obviously seven walks last week. Um, probably going to be a struggle with command and um, fight that for the for the weekend. And we'll see if he ends up being their Friday night starter still. But um, that's probably a cause for concern for them after after week one. Um, Saturday, like I said, Spencer Hamblin. Last week he threw five innings, four hits, three runs, one earned, two walks, six Ks. Um, did allow two home runs, so... I think that would be something to watch against Florida State's physical lineup, um, how he handles them, and if he can keep the ball in the yard. He's a junior on a, on a North Gwinnett High School in, in Georgia. Um, Sunday starter, Reiselman, left-handed pitcher, senior. Looks like he's a two-way player, um, listed as an outfielder slash left-handed pitcher. Opening weekend, he had five innings, five hits, four runs, four earned. Five strikeouts, no walks, um, gave up a, two doubles and, and, a, and a triple. So um, Reiselman was, was also at Western Carolina last year. Um, last year had an 8-1-5 ERA and 13 starts and 14 appearances, 53 innings pitched, 72 hits allowed. So 329 average against and 11 home runs. So seems like he's he's in the zone pretty consistently but doesn't miss many bats. Um, so probably – Something that Florida State will probably be aggressive against and could potentially see some of your right-handed hitters get in the mix there against a left-handed starter. Um, I don't think that we've faced a left-handed starter so far to begin this year. Um, some some uh, hitters for, for Western Carolina, Trent Turner is, has, has led them so far this season. with He's 11 for 21 in four games. That's 524 average. He has one home run and six RBIs. Um, Nate Stockham already has three home runs and 16 at-bats, eight RBIs. Those three home runs lead the team. Um, Landon Morey is five for nine with four runs and three walks already to begin this year. Someone that gets on base for them at a high rate. Um, so, th- so far through four games, they're hitting 340 with a 590 slugging percentage and a 458 on on-base percentage. Um, a lot of that comes from opening weekends against Iona. Um, Iona had a 286 RPI last season, so um, obviously competition not super strong there, but um, they did take care of business against them opening weekend. Um, but we'll see how this weekend goes. I think, you know, as long as you play clean baseball, throw strikes, and, and do what you're supposed to do at the plate, that 
you could be six and zero coming out of the second weekend, and and that'd be something that's um, no complaints about that at all. Obviously, and uh, it'd be a strong start to the year, and uh, probably something that makes you feel good about yourself um, before you get into that UCF midweek. I mean USF, sorry, and um, you go on the road to Greenville that that third weekend for to face three different teams. So um, you know you just, just got to take care of business again and. Do what you got to do, play clean baseball, throw strikes, um, lighter again on Friday, Arnold on Saturday. I think you might see lighter kind of get the change up a little bit more involved this week after not throwing it really much at all last week. Um, we'll see how his pitch mix looks again. Last week, I thought both the breaking balls looked good. Fastball was in the zone, um, so didn't really need the change up to even to get through um, the Butler lineup because when you got the fastball in the zone and, and even just one of the breaking balls or both of them are working, Lighter's going to be really tough to pick up. And with Jamie, um, just want to see him in the zone again, I think. Like you just, as long as Jamie's in the zone with the fastball and the slot and, and, and the slider sweeping across the plate, you feel good about what he's going to do. Um, so we'll see who they end up going with on Sunday. No probable going into the weekend. We'll probably assess where they are at after the first two games. Some guys that haven't thrown yet still, Ben Barrett, UL Tejeda, um, Joe Charles. Uh, I think Ben would probably be a top option to start if he was still available after Friday and Saturday. Um, him and UL are two guys that were extended in the preseason. Um, so we'll see where they go with their um, other guys that were extended. were Matt Saucer, the freshman, as well as John Abraham, a freshman, have have gotten extended work in the preseason. So um, have some options there, but probably need some of the young guns to, to step up earlier in the week, earlier in the weekend out of the bullpen. If you were to be in some close games, if you were to, if you wanted to hold off a, a Ben or a UL to, to Sunday, but um, no probable for that day. So that's just a wait and see um, and see where, where we go from there. Um, but yeah, hopefully after second weekend, you're six and zero. but got to play the games and, um, Western Carolina already has three wins under their under their belt as well. So I'm sure after their opening weekend, they'll have some confidence com- coming down here. Um, so, yeah, that's episode 92 of Sunday Golds. If, if you can leave us a, a rating, um, a five-star rating, or if you can leave us a review on, on whatever you listen to this podcast on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, whatever it is, um, we'd appreciate it very much. And Hopeful to get Aria back here on Monday and hopefully a good call for him. First first baseball call, calls for Aria this year, this weekend. So um, good luck to him and we'll see how it goes. And you'll hear from us on Monday, hopefully. So um, that's episode 92 of Sunday Golds.